You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I forgot you're the you're a card-carrying member. Of the Drew Willie fan club. <laughs> you might be president. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! Oh, yes, Travis Cura and Brazilian Ty with you. And yesterday was National Hot Dog Day. Ty, you probably have the least cultured palate out of anybody I met. You have to like hot dogs, right? Love hot dogs. Are they a sandwich? I'm not getting into this. No, yes or no? <laughs> no. I agree with you, actually. Okay. Okay, because everybody else will disagree. <laughs> what do you put on your hot dog? Barbecue sauce or HP, depending on what I have. Onions and salt and vinegar chips. Salt and vinegar chips? Now you're you actually more adventurous than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, go, they really go on anything. I'm boring. I like the old ketchup and mustard, but there seems to be a movement these days trying to delete ketchup from the world. Well, just Heinz ketchup in Canada. Yeah. Why, why get rid of a good thing from what I've heard? You don't like ketchup, do you? No, it's the worst thing in the world. Doesn't like ketchup, doesn't like gravy. Man, what do you eat? Like, what did you eat for supper yesterday? Uh, Chicken breast and minute rice in a cup. Holy crap, man. I'm actually impressed with you. Hey, if I can make it in a microwave, I'm going to, I got to, I got (laughs) to roll with it because I have, (laughs) I have a kitchenette suite in my hotel there's no fan above the stovetop, so if I make anything that is a little bit smoky, the smoke alarm goes off. Oh, well, that's frustrating. And I don't want to cook something on power one, because then it takes forever. <laughs> I I cook on high heat as quickly as possible, because I don't start cooking until I'm starving. <laughs> until it's an absolute emergency. Basically, yes. <laughs> Oh, I love you. In the huddle with Karan Ty on the Two and Out podcast. Okay, there is actually a lot to go through on this podcast, so let's try to blast through this. We have to talk about Terrell Owens. Now, when the Eskimos first put him on their neg list a month ago, I said there's probably a 10% chance that he plays in the CFL. Now, I don't know if that's accurate. He's triggered his 10-day window with Edmonton, which has to mean he's serious about playing in the Canadian Football League. So all Edmonton has to do to retain his rights is offer him a minimum deal. But at 44 years old, I can't see that happening. And Nick Lewis said it on Twitter as well. He doesn't think that T.O. wants to play in Edmonton. I think he probably talked to his buddy, Ocho Cinco, asked him how Montreal was, asked him how the East was, and I think if T.O. does play a game in this league this year, it's probably going to be for Montreal or Toronto. Like he said, he's even said, or well, his agent came out and said that yeah, his goal is to play on the East Coast, whether or not that actually happens. I don't know, uh, but I don't see how he cracks the lineup in Edmonton with, with the receivers they have right now. Um, you know, Toronto could could use him, I guess. Montreal, Montreal doesn't have a quarterback to get him the ball anyways. Um, is he going to be effective enough to even make a lineup? Well, they don't have a quarterback. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Drew Willie. Don't be spurched the name of Drew Willie. <laughs> I forgot you're the you're a card carrying member of the Drew Willie fan club. <laughs> you might be president. <laughs> Is I don't think he's going to be effective enough to really crack any lineup. 
He's 44. Yeah, he ran a 4-4-40. But is he going to be able to keep up with the high pace? You know, being in shape is different from football shape. I know I sound like a broken record when I say that. But, you know, there's no, there's none of this, you know, 30 seconds in the huddle and get, get to catch your breath. It, that's play after play after play, um, especially on a sustained drive. I, I don't know if he if he has the the endurance or the the cardiovascular to to keep up and you know stay in, not engaged but stay relevant in a, in a drive let alone an entire game just because he might he might have to come out numerous times you know in edmonton i think the only jobs there that are safe are duke williams and Darrell walker the, the yep. other guys if he can beat them why not throw him onto the field? But that being said, but I, his, I, I don't think he can beat them. I I don't know. Uh, you have to get him to practice to see if he can. And I don't know if he's willing to put in the work for a few weeks uh, to show that he shouldn't just be handed this. Um, I have to think that he talked to Ocho Cinco and found out that this isn't a cakewalk. This is not an easy league to just walk mm-hmm. in and play. And his little four four forty, I get it, it's real cute. But football players get tested on turf. He did it on a track with his buddies with with a stopwatch. Okay? <laughs> I could probably if I had you timing it, I might be able to do a forty under twelve seconds. Maybe. I've seen <laughs> I've seen you run me down across a rugby field. I think you'd be a little quicker than 12 seconds. Dude, I used to be fast, but since my back injury, it slowed me down. I, I probably I did, would. I did have your food. I did have your food. That's true. If you put a bumblebee <laughs> nest behind me and you take my food, I might be able to run a 4-3-40. <laughs> but there are some betting odds out there on whether T.O. plays one game in the CFL. <laughs> I can't believe that this exists. I might later. What, what are you going to bet? It's plus 110 that he does play. So it doesn't pay that much. I don't even know if it's worth betting. Oh, no. I'm not going to. No, because I would, I would be betting against that. So I'd be picking the favorite, and it's not going to pay. No. Might have to parlay it with something with a couple futures, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll look into it and let you know. I mean, what's what's a futures bet? Yeah, that's true. I I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so you don't think he's going to play? I don't. Here's the I, thing. I think he'll he might get put on a practice squad and given a shot. And well, the thing is, if he gets put on a practice squad, he's a big enough name. They'll. It doesn't matter that they're going to put him in, whether or not he beats somebody. I think if he actually signs, I I, I just don't know if he's willing to go on a practice squad. You know. Hmm. I I really don't know, and I think at 44 years old, it would make him the oldest position player in CFL history. Once you get that one hit in at 44, I'm 30, and if I got hit like some of these guys get hit, I'd be done. So (laughs) at 44, I know he's in great shape, but he hasn't been hit in eight years. Yeah, like his safest bet would be to try to get in with Ottawa because you know you don't have to get hit by Kyrie Z-Bear. Mm-hmm. So if he were to sign anywhere, he would probably be best suited signing for Ottawa. Now, this news from Edmonton I'm really interested in. Nobody claimed the over $70,000 50-50 from last week. And some people don't understand this. That's what you win in Edmonton, 70 k mm-hmm. You don't win thirty-five. So they've applied to uh, the Alberta Liquor and Gaming Commission or whatever they are to have this carried over to a future game. The next home game for Edmonton is August 2nd against the Riders. It's a Thursday night. I can actually see them holding off on that, though, and maybe not doing that at the Rider game. There will be a crowd. They they will get a huge number, um, but I could see them not wanting to do it on a Thursday night. Yeah. Um, But that being said, if you're going to have 45,000 people, which which is a distinct possibility if Saskatchewan travels, we know this. Um, you're, that pot, forget about what whoever is going to win. Think about what the Golden Bears are going to take away for their program. Yeah. Um, I, I I think if 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 you got a game where there's forty five thousand people and it's already starting at seventy k, more people are going to buy more tickets. It's going to create 
more of a revenue for that 50 50 i i think you almost have to it, it, it makes more sense to do sure somebody from Saskatchewan could win and everybody will boo and whatever but look <laughs> at the bigger picture here and the u of a golden bear is going to get so much more into their into their system i could also see them holding off for the labor day rematch uh, against calgary as well which will be a big pot mm-hmm. either way i just hope it's not the montreal game i mean the, the game means nothing west versus east it's not really that exciting, but I mean, there's ten people there. Yeah, if you want somebody through the doors, <laughs> if they got a shot at winning a bunch of money, maybe they'll do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I'm guessing that what happened was whoever won left at halftime, or the rain washed the numbers off their ticket. <laughs> that and that's what I mean. Right? You get home, it's like, oh, I'll check my ticket tomorrow, oh, and no. you pull it out of your pocket, and it just rips apart. No, like. Okay. There's got to be somebody out there that's just tearing their hair out right now. <laughs> I didn't buy any tickets. Yeah, so, neither uh, did I, I, man. Not for this I, one. Well, basically, I, I got to my seat, went down for West of Us, and that was it. I'm like, I don't want to move because I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to stay huddled up. Which you should move to stay warm, but that's besides the point. Um, well, no, I tried to stay <laughs> as small as possible. <laughs> There's not, there's not a lot of room to move in our seats. <laughs> yeah, didn't want to miss the year. great action on the field. <laughs> it's a big few weeks in making uh, a coast-to-coast Canadian Football League a reality. They, they did have a vote in Halifax City Council on whether to get a report on a stadium, and it was unanimous. Yes, sixteen. Nothing. Um, They've actually registered the Atlantic Schooner's name, Anthony LeBlanc from Maritime Football says. So in the next month to month and a half, it's a really crucial stage at making that 10th team a reality in the CFL. And we've been saying this. I know, yeah, the broken record thing, but they're going about this the right way. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much, but... Everything's going in the right direction. This is going to happen. I, I don't see how it doesn't unless something goes horribly, horribly wrong with the stadium issue. I think that's that's the only way that this doesn't happen. The, the, the group they have in there right now has done everything the league has asked, has done everything that, that they've needed to do before they even came to the league. They, they've done all the checks. It's... Just a, a situation where it just seems like it, it can't fail to start with. See what happens in year 8, 9, 10. If they're not a good football team, it, the story could change. But initially, I, I don't see how this fails. I don't see how it happens. All right, let's talk about this week's games. Join 2 and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. We start with Thursday Night Football. It is the Riders and the Ticats in Hamilton. Is this right? The Ticats are ten and a half point favorites? Uh, yep. Wow. I'm not that surprised. It, it's not very often where teams go back-to-back and have a bye week in between. This mm-hmm. doesn't happen all that much. So of course, the Riders won a couple weeks ago in Regina, 18-13, a very ugly game. I kind of had the expectation that the Riders would use the bye week and this week of practice to get another DB in there, but things are they look like they have the exact same depth chart heading into this game. Well, it worked two weeks ago. I, I guess, guess. Yeah. Um, you see all these teams signing DBs and Saskatchewan just rolling along. Like you have your best player playing out of position. That is not a formula for success. I don't understand it. I really, I get it. He's had, he he he's had a couple interceptions and some touchdowns. They've won a couple games, but at some point, this has got to end. Do you like any riders on your fantasy team this week? Hmm, not overly. Uh, you know, maybe Thigpen, uh, cheap option, averages is right around his own average there uh, against Hamilton. Um, as for receivers, I I. I'd, I'd stay away because you don't know who's throwing them. The, the quarterbacks could change 
on a series to series basis, hell, even a down to down basis. So there's no continuity there, uh, which leads to a lot of, you know, timing routes that don't work and a lot a lot of quarterback scrambles that, you know, just don't work out and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm steering away from the receivers, but I, I would seriously think about Marcus Sigpen, uh, you know, $4,000 and, you know, he's shown that he can produce. And with the rate that running backs are right now, um, it's a really good option. I like Figpen this week. There's actually some real cheap options at running back, um, and that was not the case last week. But the Tiger mm-hmm. Cats are giving up nearly 120 rush yards a game so far this season. Um, Figpen is $4,000, but I don't like the thought of starting anybody else. It looks like we're going to be rotating the quarterbacks again. Until Perfect. Zach Caleros, if <laughs> Zach Caleros does come back in Saskatchewan, I, I I just don't think that Chris Jones can catch lightning in a bottle again at Tim Hortons Field. But we should talk about Hamilton. Uh, some news came out early this week saying that we should be seeing an announcement from Handy Andy Fantuz on the future of his career this week, speculating that he will retire what a career he's had. This is what he did at Western over his four years. And this is not an 18-game schedule. 189 catches, over 4,100 yards, 41 touchdowns. He was a four-time CIS All-Canadian, a four-time OUA All-Star while being named a Team All-Canadian in 2002, 2004, and 2005 when he won the Heck Crichton. As for his CFL career, he played 148 games. 637 catches, over 8,300 yards, 44 touchdowns. He played in five Grey Cups, winning one. He is a surefire Hall of Famer, is Handy Andy Van Tuz. Absolutely. Um, you know, I don't still have it, uh, but I had an Andy Van Tuz. Everybody had an Andy Van Tuz jersey, it seemed. Um, you know, the only, the only knock that anybody could have against him is that he's only won one Grey Cup, but, you know, one was the too many men. The next one, like well, you were playing the best team that we've seen in however long. Um, yeah, I know Calgary does nothing but win, but they haven't they don't, haven't had the playoff success that Montreal had, um, you know, and then lost with Hamilton. And it his even his college career is just ridiculous. Yeah, like this, and he was such a huge part. Like that was the Royal Canadian Air Force at the time when he. When he was doing everything, like when he was having his career years and in the CFL with him and guys like Rob Bag, and it it's just amazing to watch him play. Uh, it it's too bad if it is the end, but I mean it had to end at some point. And you just look at his stats, and like you said, for, sh- for surefire Hall of Famer. Wasn't the fastest guy, but the hands. I mean, that's why he's handy Andy to us anyway. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's, he's handy Andy to anybody else. And he was a smart receiver, a tough receiver. He had some uh, uh, injury troubles later in his career, you know, after he came back from the NFL for a little bit there as well. And how about Fantu's flakes? I never had them. You never did. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big cereal guy. Neither am I, but I definitely had a box of Fan Two's flakes. <laughs> I was all I was all about the all Dressler chips. Yeah, those were good too. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the current Tiger Cats, it looks like Luke Tasker is a game time decision this week. So keep an eye on that. You might want to have Saunders and Brandon Banks on standby. Banks is already a target machine as it is. I don't know if he could be seen a little bit more this week. Uh, don't forget about Jalen Saunders. Or, uh, sorry, Terrence Tolliver, the guy, you know, 17 and a half points a game against Saskatchewan, and he's only he's the cheapest receiver out of their big four. If ta- if Tasker doesn't play, he's it, there's, there's going to be a target that it's going to end up being against Deron Carter, and it's going to be Tolliver. And we saw two, we- two weeks ago that he has, he has the ability to beat Carter just like almost every other receiver in this league, it seems. Um, you know, the size matchup. Uh, it's, you know, he's playing his position. Duran's playing out of position, so that's definitely a matchup to watch as well. 
Yeah, that's going to be a fun one uh, to watch again. Now, Jeremiah Mazzoli in this one going for a CFL record, most consecutive games with 300 yards passing. And according to the depth chart, it looks like John White is going to be getting the start at running back for the Tiger Cats. Now, the Riders, that rush defense is second to one team, and that is the Calgary Stampeders. So the Stamps have given up 290 rushing yards. I don't even count the Stamps anymore. Like They're in a totally different league. The Riders, 296. So there is not much of a difference there. I, I get picking John White because it's cheap, but the way that the Tiger Cats have used their running backs so far, I don't know if you can really trust it. Maybe... Maybe they've been waiting for a guy with CFL experience to get up to speed. Nikita Whitlock was listed as a starter two weeks ago and got two carries. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, what they list as their starter doesn't mean anything if a guy, like, they're they're rotating running backs like Chris Jones rotates quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, But they're all all pretty cheap. They're all affordable. Uh, So... At this point, you're playing rock, paper, scissors to pick a guy to put in your lineup if you're going to look at a running back from Hamilton. Who are you picking to win? I'm taking Hamilton. Saskatchewan allows over 30 points on the road. Carter's still at cornerback, and Hamilton is first in total yards per game at 580.3. Taking the Tiger Cats as well. I just can't see uh, what happened a couple weeks ago happen again, (laughs) especially at home. Uh, If that happens again, then... This season is the most messed up season in CFL history, man. <laughs> if it happens again, we'll never see Zach Kalaros because he'll just roll with Bridge and Watford the rest of the year and just switch him in and out. Yep, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> we'll see how they fare against Calgary in a couple of weeks. Uh, Ottawa is home to BC. They're six and a half point favorites. Ottawa swept the season series last year, outscored BC by 12. So let's start with BC here, who. I think we all thought had a lot of momentum coming out of that game and that second-half comeback against Winnipeg, but they get brought right back down to earth. Solomon Elamimian is on the six-game injured list after undergoing wrist surgery on Monday, filling in for him seventh-round draft pick Jordan Herdman. He will be playing middle linebacker for the Lions. Obviously, he does give the Lions a little bit of ratio flexibility. Could have Kevin Elliott get into the roster? Maybe he does. But Solomon actually coached Herdman a little bit at uh, Simon Fraser University, where Herdman was a a tackle machine. He didn't test well at the Combine, but Wally said his football speed is good. So, It'll be interesting to see what the kid does. I think he's uh, in tough this week against William Powell and the rest of the Ottawa Red Blacks, but he's getting his shot. Nothing like baptism by fire. No kidding. How Getting into your first game and you look up and there's just a freight train coming at you that is William Powell. <laughs> I'd get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were smart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, As for the running back situation in BC, Brandon Rutley was taking the first team reps at running back. He's not as cheap, actually, as I would have liked him to be. Mm -hmm. He's just under $5,000, but Jeremiah Johnson is not going to be playing. He uh, suffered an ankle injury last week against Winnipeg, but uh, tough spot for BC to be in after that big win last week. Yeah, it you know having two big injuries like that, it it seems like it could have the possibility to suck out all the momentum that they have. Um, that being said, Lule back behind center again. Um, you know, Burnham and Arsenal still. Th- these are guys that can catch the football and make plays. You still have Chris Rainey, who proved last week. You know, he's a little more versatile. Uh, was able to get in some carries and still return, do all that stuff. He caught a lot out of the backfield, so that's nice. Uh, you know, kind of give Lule a little bit of a safety valve somewhat. And like you said, Brandon Rutley, a lot of experience in the league uh, taking those first-team reps. That being said, Alamimian is a huge, huge loss for the interior of that defense. 
Not saying Herdman can't step up and fill in that hole. Uh, you know, almost all, everybody gets their shot because of an injury. Um, you know, this is going to be his chance to prove that, you know, he deserves a spot and, and can stay. Will he keep it? It's going to be really tough to beat out Alamimian. <laughs> it can't be worse right? than Sam Hurl. Hey, hey, here we go. Can we need we need to start a new swear jar. I think. I think we um, do. We, you know what? We had this conversation at uh, the Eskimo game last week. Here's the thing: every team in the CFL has a middle linebacker that can make plays. Let's go from and west we named to east. Them all. I'm going from west to east right now. Vancouver, Elamimian. I know he's hurt. Calgary has Singleton. Alex Singleton. Edmonton. J.C. Sherritt. Winnipeg. Adam Big Hill, Toronto, I know he's hurt, but they have Bear Woods there. Ottawa, mm-hmm. yeah, now they have Kyrie Z. Bear. Say what you want about him, but he makes plays. We have Montreal, Henock Mwamba, <laughs> and Saskatchewan. Sam Hurl. <laughs> God almighty! <laughs> that being said... <laughs> Uh, you know, this is Herdman's shot, seventh-round pick, like you said. Uh, he's got an opportunity, and if he can step up, you know, it's going to bode well for him. So, uh, you know, it'll be nice. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. to. I think this game could be your sneaky pick for, like, a must-watch game. Um, if the offense doesn't come out like they did in the first half last week but is able to carry the momentum from that second half, uh, and the defense... You know, we we don't know what that's going to be with Alamimian not out there, but they proved that they can play. Uh, you know, they they shut out Winnipeg last week in the second half. So uh, this this team, though, I don't know. It, it's, it seems a little Jekyll and Hyde early. I think a lot of that has to do with Jennings, but now with Lule, it's a little bit more of a veteran presence. And you know, I think it'll be a carryover from last week. And I I think that we'll see a better better Lions team. Yeah, all that being said, uh, the good boys from 3Down Radio out of TSN Radio in Vancouver, it's it's a must-listen if you're an Alliance fan. But Lowell Ulrich and Farhan Lalji, these guys know football, and they were basically saying that the Lions' defense, you know, they've been getting out of position and things like that, and Solomon has always been there to pick mm-hmm. up the slack and do absolutely everything on this defense. That is why this guy gets almost, you know, 140 tackles year in, year out, because he is absolutely all over the field. Now they need to focus, they need to play proper, and I think it is on Odell Willis to step up and be a leader on this team, just like he was in Edmonton. For sure. Uh, you know, he's he's going to have to to take that leadership role and he did it when JC Sherritt went down. This is exactly the same situation basically. Um, and you know, he, he's playing pretty good football. Uh, you know, age doesn't seem to be that big of an issue right now for him. So, uh, that, that defense does have, does have the playmakers on it still, even with Alamein out, there's still guys there that can get the job done, but this Ottawa offense, uh, still pretty high powered, even with people saying that, uh, Harris shouldn't be their starting quarterback. <laughs> that stuff's wild. Uh, quick notes on BC before we go to Ottawa. I have to assume Rainey is going to be seeing the ball a, a bit more. Mm-hmm. And Manny Arsenault averages right around 20 points against the Ottawa Red Blacks. But we are prior to Labor Day. And That's it's Emmanuel true. Arsenault. So I would take I would cut that in half. Yeah, he's uh, he, he seems to turn it on as the season goes on. As Ottawa goes, they've released a few DBs. Josh Johnson gets released. Uh, they end up signing two more defensive backs. That's such an interesting concept. That's uh, mind-blowing. <laughs> Teague Sherman gets released as well. He's been charged with sexual assault. The league already put out a statement saying, no, nobody else is going to sign him in the CFL. They're the reaction time that the league has now is just worlds different than it has been in the past. Well, and that was because we had the ghost of a commissioner known as Jeffrey Orridge. Yeah, before this, <laughs> uh, Randy Randy Ambrosi is he's a you're going to need the elk here. He's a no <laughs> guy. Yeah, 
Uh, you know, he's here to run a league and to run it efficiently, and that's exactly what he's doing. These calls to get Trevor Harris out of that starting gig in in Ottawa are absolute lunacy, aren't they? Has anybody watched Dominique Davis play quarterback? <laughs> exactly. And like Danny Collins wasn't that much better when they played uh, Calgary, so I I don't understand what people want here. But that's the key word in the equation here. Both of the losses against Calgary. And I know to win the Grey Cup, mm-hmm. you're probably eventually going to have to beat Calgary. But, but everybody can... does in the Grey Cup anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so worry across that bridge <laughs> when you get to November, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you got to get there. Yeah. And, and you're not going to get there with Dominique Davis and Danny Collins behind center. Not going to happen. So the people that think this are... They're, they they just need to go back under the rock that they're living under and and quit. Just stop, <laughs> stop with it. Stop stop with this asinine idea that Harris isn't a start, isn't shouldn't be your starting quarterback because you're stupid. So every single fantasy option in Ottawa performs near or better than their average against the BC Lions. Prices are starting to drop, though, on Greg Ellingson and Deontay Spencer. Um, Noel Thomas might be a bit of a sleeper if you want to take a risk with him this week. But I think the big game here is probably coming from William Powell. I think so, especially with, like we said earlier, El Mimian out. Um, it, the, the guy is a bulldozer. Uh, and... He he gets touches and he knows that he can't be stopped. Um, it, granted, he was stopped last week, but like you said, Calgary, um, they're the outlier right now. They're historically good. Uh, you know, he aver- he averages two more points against BC than he does in his in his league in his average the last couple of years. So, and at eighty two forty, yeah, it's a little pricey, but you can fit one of those high price running backs into your into your lineup and still have room. Uh, for other high-point mid-range options. And the Lions, as it is, they have the worst rush defense in the league, giving up 152 yards on the ground a game. Take advantage of that. Brazilian tie, who are you taking a win? I know I said that the BC defense has playmakers, but this Ottawa offense, I think, is just the overmatch. Uh, you know, like BC allows the second-most points, uh, per game, Elmimian's now on the sixth game. Uh, Ottawa scores twenty-seven points at home. BC allows twenty-seven points on the road. I, I think it's just matching up for for Ottawa to win. Uh, I don't know if BC uh, can keep them out of the end zone when they need to. Sweep it. I'm going Ottawa as well. Winnipeg one point favorites in Toronto. I think this game might be the game of the week. The Bombers, uh, they split the season series last year, and the Bombers outscored the Argos by seven points. Now, this week at practice, the Bombers a little banged up. Maurice Leggett, Chris Randall, Chandler Fenner missing some practices. Harris missed practice on Tuesday, but he was back on Wednesday. Uh, Harris is getting the ball a ton. They're working him to the bone, so they're giving him some maintenance days, I've noticed, throughout this season. And maybe that's what they were doing last week by giving the ball to Nick Dembski as well. Do you like any bombers as far as fantasy goes? Uh, Wesson Dressler uh, averages right around 21 points against Toronto. His average is 13. Ah, he looks pretty good against the rest of the league. And he's at just over $4,300. Uh, Bowman just over three thousand. He's got to start doing something. He averages sixteen point eight against Toronto, but he hasn't done anything all year. Uh, Andrew Harris sixteen point six is his average against Toronto. So expensive, He's more expensive than William Powell. I wouldn't do it because of the price point. Yeah, he's he's over nine thousand dollars now. If you can fit that into your lineup, good for you. The Bombers. One week they look like world beaters. The next, they just completely fall apart. I don't know what bomber team we're going to get in Toronto this week. And they got two back-to-backs, BC 
And now they're doing it back-to-back with Toronto. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, let's go to Toronto. The Argos officially signed Dexter McCluster. Actually, Pinball's wife is Dexter's second cousin since their great-grandfathers are brothers. So you can say family ended up bringing McCluster to town. He was at practice this week. I don't think he's going to get into the lineup this week. You could watch for that. But uh, James Franklin seems to be a popular option this week. He's $7,400. And the Bomber pass defense, they're giving up over 280 yards a game. That is third worst in the league. Maybe there's something to James Franklin this week. Absolutely there is. Uh, you know, he has that. He has the opportunity right now to have a 300 passing yard game. Um, touchdowns, on the other hand, I don't know. Uh, he does have James Wilder for around the goal line, and that being said, Winnipeg's defense, like we've seen since Richie Hall got there, has been don't break. They don't give up a lot of touchdowns when you get down the field. Um, you know they'll they'll give you they'll give you the field goal uh, more often than not, uh, so that you could be missing out on eight to twelve points there if James Wilder is the one running it in or they're kicking field goals, but uh, three hundred yards and maybe a touchdown or two. It, for that at that price is really good value. And that bomber rush defense actually the third best in the CFL, 87.2 yards a game. So, uh mm-hmm. maybe Wilder can sneak in some touchdowns or sneak in some receiving there which he actually had over 60 yards receiving against the Eskimos last last week. So if they keep getting him involved that way, maybe that's how they have success against Winnipeg. There's really only one receiver I would roll with with Toronto and that's SJ Green. He's he does play a little below his average against Winnipeg and, you know, uh that being said, their defense now uh, is a little more, I wouldn't call it lax, but it does give up yards. Uh, and it's just over $6,100. You know, he's kind of, he's still below your average for what you need if you wanted to fill all your positions. And, you know, if he does get 13, 15 points, it's it's not a bad return. And we saw what SJ did against the zone last week. Oh, man. <laughs> good, good. I, I, when will Benavides figure it out? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you picking to win? I am taking the Bombers. Uh, they scored 27.5 points on the road. Toronto still ninth in total yards allowed per game, seventh in points against. <sighs> Man. This home and home here, I'm going to take the Argos winning the first one. And then uh, I'm just going to say it right now. I'll take Winnipeg to win next one. But if they win this week, I might change it to Toronto. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Argos in this one. I really could see it going either way. Now this game, <laughs> it might oh, it might be the ugliest game of the week. Maybe it, we can already call it that. The Calgary Stampeders home to the Montreal Alouettes. So there's no betting line for this one yet. They don't even have a money line on it yet. I think it maybe broke the system. Uh, yeah, this happened last week as well because uh, Winnipeg hadn't named a starter early in the week, and the line showed up Saturday morning, so I couldn't even parlay everything together. Not that it would have mattered, because I would have picked wrong anyway. (laughs) Okay. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise. So this is crazy. These two teams split the season series last year, but the Stampeders still outscored the Owls by 55. (laughs) Yeah. How does that happen? (laughs) Uh, Was it week... 17 or something like that it was a huge blowout like it wasn't even it wasn't even a football game it was over at the first quarter all right so we start with some stampeders news stamps great larry robinson has passed away at the age of 76 he did not miss a single game with the stampeders over 14 seasons he played both db started as a receiver does that sound familiar but he also played kicker (laughs) He still has the franchise record for 50 interceptions for the Stampeders, and he kicked the game-winning field goal at Taylor Field into a stiff wind in the 1970 West Final against the heavily favored Rough Riders. Some old-time Rider fans will tell you that that one might be the worst heartbreaker of all time, but Larry Robinson, of course, an all-time great for the Stampeders. 
We we just don't see enough DB slash kickers anymore. Yeah, no, those are a dying breed for sure. <laughs> they they definitely are. I, I I love how in the old days everybody used to do two or three jobs. He, he returned kicks as well. That just doesn't. Of happen course anymore. he did. Of of course he did. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> he did. Like I can barely I can barely like brush my teeth and look in the mirror at the same time. <laughs> Uh, another all-time great, Nick Lewis, will be signing a one-day contract to retire a Stampeder this weekend. You knew it was going to happen. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. it took this long, but the Stamps are playing the Alouettes, uh, his only two teams he played for in the CFL. But he coached with the Riders. That's true. In training camp for, what, two days? I think his <laughs> wife's from Regina as well. Oh. Huh. The more you know. Good, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm on reading Rainbow right now. <laughs> uh, as for current Stampeders, Nick Arbuckle has taken the majority of practice reps for the Stamps. Um, Bo Levi got banged up last week. He still bought his offensive line gifts. Didn't they let him down on that play? <laughs> Uh, did you see the one guy that had the keyboard? He did not look happy. The poor guy. He just got like a keyboard for the other guys are getting Nintendo Switches and PlayStation 4s. Man, Bo put out a lot of money for his O-line, though. Yeah, and, you know, he, they are the bread and butter of that offense because without them, Bo Levi isn't Bo Levi. Yeah. Sure, sure he gets rid of the ball quick. Uh, because he and the receivers he have he has are you know phenomenal, but when when it comes down to it, without an O line, you don't have a very good football team. Don Jackson was actually questionable this week as well. He missed some practice on Tuesday, but he was back on Wednesday. I would have liked to have picked Romar Morris at twenty five hundred bucks behind that Calgary offensive line, but it looks like mm-hmm. Jackson is going to be okay. Is there any part of you that wants to take Nick Arbuckle if he ends up starting? He's five thousand bucks. Uh, yeah. I actually like, feel like the Owls would be able to get to him. No. No, come no, on! If Arbuckle starts, I think the Calgary defense is going to have to outscore their offense. No. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. It, it's Cal. It's Cal's are winning. That's it. Al's are winning. No. Oh, oh, you're calling it now? Uh, it, it, no. The, if the, this is the game, if if Bolivar needs another week, this is the game. It, it's a perfect, perfect week for Bolivar to sit out if he needs it. Uh, I think Arbuckle can still get the job done against the Owls. Uh, you know, five thousand. It, it's tough because this game is a Saturday, so you'd have to leave enough room for Bo Levi or Nick Arbuckle, and then you're really just handcuffing yourself. And t- before this, before the depth chart comes open, unless you're on top of that, you can still make changes. But I, I would just stay away from the quarterback situation, in Calgary, for this week because you don't know what what it's going to be. So Terry Williams last year. Uh, it was the Montreal game in Week 15 mm-hmm. where he had 16 carries, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. So he had a massive game against the Owls last week. It looks like Jackson is going to be okay, and he's been real good, but that price is starting to creep up. He's getting close to $6,000 now. Mm-hmm. If if Bo is not playing... Don Jackson will be a must-start. He has to be the only must-start on Calgary. I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think so for sure because if if it is our buckle, they're going to be leaning leaning heavy on Jackson. Um, that being said, Terry Williams as well might get some looks because, you know, they might be they might run a little bit of a two-man system. Uh, that being said, Ramar Morris as well. Uh, I, know he, I don't know how many carries he would get, but... At least if you start Williams, he's a little cheaper than Don Jackson, and he might get some carries if they're if they're leaning heavy on the run, and then you'll still have 
those return opportunities as well if he's going to go back to doing that. The Calgary defense is an attractive option, but they're over $5,500. If you can make that work, good for you. Okay, let's talk about some owls here. Jeff Matthews is going to miss four to six weeks. He got banged up in their last game before the bye. So Drew Willie starts. Matthew Schiltz is number two. Now the owls release defensive back Jermaine Thompson. They also release left tackle Xavier Fulton. So maybe it wasn't such an accident uh, during training camp when they let him go. They end up uh, signing Canadian left tackle Tyler Johnstone. They got him in the supplemental draft and it looks like he's going to be in the starting lineup this week that's four out of five linemen right now that are canadian and they've gone with five in practice before if they can go five canadian offensive linemen and do okay with it that's i think that's big for the owls and say what you will about them but it seems like their canadian depth is better than uh, saskatchewan's <laughs> <laughs> like Ugh. So let, let's get this straight. There's been two DBs released this week. Yeah, I don't know if they right? can play corner though. But I would here's take the my thing. chance. I would I would take the chance on that. Here's the thing: you'd think a defensive back should be better at playing corner than a wide receiver. First, absolutely. Like, there's no question in my mind. Whether he's a, a safety option. or a Sam or whatever he is, and 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 that also makes your offense so much better. Because now you have your number one receiver back where he's supposed to be. But now we're, we're getting off topic. Sorry. Um, right now, uh, the depth chart for the Owls last game had a Canadian right tackle with Xavier Fulton starting at left tackle. So if they, if they go with that same lineup, they'll have all five. Uh, like you were saying, uh, they, they they are practicing with four, which is still huge. Um, you know, it. Big ratio buster to have that fourth guy on on the offensive line. If you get five, even better. Uh, and especially with the Canadian talent they have on the defensive side of the ball, they should be a better football team on paper. But their quarterback issues is what really holding them back. Uh, that being said, the, Drew Willie's a non-starter right now. Like, not a chance <laughs> against Calgary, right? Like, I'm, historically, one of the best defenses we have ever seen. I I don't start. I almost don't start anybody from this team. Hey, if if you're one of those guys that sits at the blackjack table and you got a twenty and you say hit me, <laughs> maybe you want to start uh, Chris Harper. Uh, he's starting in place of Chris Williams. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's a shot that there's some garbage time touchdowns that happen here, but like like we saw against Ottawa. Maybe there's a shot at that, but you're just you're just throwing a prayer into the sky. Yeah, you're you're hitting on a you're hitting on twenty when the dealer is showing a seven. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> stay so far away. The, the owl the owls lineup this week or their fantasy options this week against Calgary are Chernobyl. That's a swear jar. No, it's not. Because <laughs> how can you say that's fact? Are you going to start any owls against the? Are you going to start anybody right now against Calgary's defense? No, it doesn't seem very smart. <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. Okay. What if the owls win this game? What are you going to do? Are Are you willing to put a Brazilian on the line? I don't need one. Why? Did you recently get one? Well, I guess I could do the backside. <laughs> okay, um, that's the bet. Well, actually, oh man, no, no, no. We got to do something else. But I'm, I'm so confident that I would almost bet anything. Um, oh, that's the record. Um, I don't know. Let, let's talk, and then we'll tweet it out. Maybe we'll get a couple options to get a vote going. <laughs> Okay. That being that being said, that being said, talking about uh, personal grooming habits, me and the groom next week are getting pedicures before the wedding. Pedicures and a foot, like a foot and leg massage. It's going to be unreal. I couldn't do and it. And we're going to. But but the thing is, don't tell his father-in-law because he might not be allowed to get married if we do this. Well, why did you tell me then? This is on the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but wait, you can tell them after the wedding. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that's not up to me now this is in the internet this is <laughs> or, or are you going to be the guy who stands up and say if when somebody has any uh <laughs> any objections and you and you're and you're going to tell them i'm like you're kevin on the yeah, office a... man you can't trust me <laughs> i just imagine you carrying in a big pot of chili and then it falling everywhere <laughs> okay the alouettes off the bye you still don't want to pick them no. <laughs> yeah, Alouette's off the bye. Oh, their entire record off the bye was based on Mark Tressman. Hey, and they, they don't have beat, Mark Tressman anymore. They beat Mark Tressman and the Grey Cup champion Toronto Argonauts last year off the bye. Every, hey, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Uh, Calgary's defense right now is ridiculous. Montreal doesn't score on the road, only averaging 16 points a game. Calgary puts up over 31 points a game at home. If Bo Levi starts this game, it's it's in the bag. It, the game is over as soon as that ball is kicked off. Yeah, I'm picking the stamps too. Okay, uh, quickly, what's your fantasy lineup looking like? Matt Nichols, William Powell for obvious reasons. I had to take Marcus Stigpen, Wesson Dressler, Jalen Saunders, taking Emmanuel Arsenault because he was the cheapest option I had because I had to find a way to fit the Stampeders defense in at 55-80. Well done. So I've got the skeleton of my lineup set. I'm trying to fit SJ Green, Brandon Banks, William Powell, and James Franklin all in. now. Uh, Good luck with that. Yeah, because I had Romar Morris in there, but now that I've got news that Don Jackson's coming back, I'm going to need to change that as well. But that is... And I got the Hamilton defense against Saskatchewan, so that's how I'm able mm-hmm. to fit those in right now because I don't know if the if the Riders can do it again at the donut box. I just I don't have that confidence. No, I I took I like I told you when I do CFL pick them, uh, it's a hundred percent confidence every time, and I was no more confident. I was more confident in this game than I was the other two, not Calgary, notwithstanding. <laughs> that one just doesn't count. I'm telling you, man, Montreal's gonna Montreal's gonna pull out another win, and uh, you're gonna eat your shorts <laughs> if if Montreal wins. I will try catch up on my fries. Come on, that's the worst bet of all. <laughs> you haven't even tried it? Uh, by accident once, yeah, I did. It was gross. Wow. On that note, <laughs> enjoy the games. <laughs> you too, Tyrell. Oh, I will try. <laughs> Give us a rating, a, a review on iTunes. We're all over the internet, all over the place. Proud members of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Have yourself a good one. We will talk to you again Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.